0: What up, everybody? Welcome back to Music Blueprint. My name is Gina Fontanella, one of the co-founders of Music Blueprint. And today we are talking about how independent artists make money. Most of the people on our channel here are independent artists. They don't have a label or even a benefactor that is paying their bills, and they are trying to all do it on their own. And I have actually been an independent and still am an independent artist and make a full-time income doing this. So we wanted to kind of just take step-by-step or what are all the different things that independent artists utilize to make money with? Um, Sometimes, If you're new to this game, you're like, I don't even know all the avenues and I'm just only playing shows and that's the only thing I know. But there are a lot of things that other things that you can do as well that will help you make money. And I think what's really important as a musician, you need to have multiple avenues of revenue. So multiple streams of income. So it's not just coming from one source. And the reason that is, is because a lot of our money is based on our physical capabilities, for instance, if you're a singer, if you get sick and can't sing, how are you supposed to work, right? And that makes your income very unstable rather than if you worked in the corporate world. If you were sick, you could still go to work. Yeah, you're sick and that sucks, but you still go to work or you're salaried and it doesn't matter. You can take a sick sick day and you're fine. You're still getting paid regardless, but that's not how our work works. You are your own business and your body unfortunately is also what makes you money. And so you have to really take care of your body, but also you need to have a lot of different avenues because if one falls through, it's not the end of the world because you have all these other avenues of revenue that are supporting you. Okay, so that's really important. But before we get into it, make sure to smash the subscribe button and the like button, share this to your friends. I know we haven't said anything important yet, but I'm telling you it's going to be good. Um, And make sure if you do like this video, give it a thumbs up in the comments. Because that always helps us. We're so thankful for all of you guys. We've got a little small community here, but we are so pumped about every single one of you, and we just love it. And we love that we're able to help you guys. So let's get into it. One of the main things, and I've talked about this a bunch. This was my main source of income for a really long time: is touring and performing. It's probably the easiest way to start making money fast, because there are so many places book musicians and pay you to play so that's the number one. And honestly, when you start even getting bigger, it ends up being your main source of income. Now, sometimes if you're just performing and not doing any original music, like let's say you just purely, you know what, Gina, I don't like songwriting. I don't like being an artist. I just like to sing. I love singing. And there are people out there that are like that. That's not to be poo-pooed on. That's none of that. Um, I've met so many people in my age that have told me, look, I tried the artistry thing and it just got old to me, but I just really love singing and I love to be able to sing every night. And I'm like, cool. You can make killer money doing that. Like when I did the agency gigs, um, I was on track before COVID hit to make 75 to a hundred thousand dollars that year from playing that. And I think I was playing four or five shows a week. I think it was more like four shows a week, but every show you're getting paid 350 bucks. And then that doesn't include tips. So again, you can make some really dope money, especially if you start getting into those corporate gigs trust. You'll, you'll start making bank really quick on the touring side. Um, you can make something similar, but again, um, it, it's all what you negotiate. And then also you're have to factor in the travel costs and, and all those different things, rather than if you're just performing at agency shows. Well, it's the same spot every night. It's consistent, you know, The check's going to come in every week or every month or whatever. Um, It's a little more not built on your own hard work, you know, sweat and tears that you have to put into booking a show and all of that stuff. Um, With agency shows, you know, you're with a company or multiple companies and you just say, these are my availabilities. And then they give you your schedule and say, this is your schedule. Just like if you were working at a restaurant kind of thing. So a lot more consistent, but you can make really killer money. So point number two Moving on to songwriting, songwriting for me has been always my minimum secondary income. So I, if I was gonna go in the order, it would be one, it would be touring and performing, and then it would be songwriting. And what's funny is, is that the times that I've had to take a step back from touring because I needed to be more in the studio or you know, my voice was just really tired and I was like, I need a break from singing this much songwriting always picked up the difference, which is really great. So um, there are some sites that you can be a part of. I would just look up like songwriting sites for musician. Um, I've done a few videos on this, which I will tag the video right here in this corner about the different sites that you can be a part of that will pay you To write top lines for people or write songs for people. Um, And you just put, it's kind of like a dating profile. You create a little bio about yourself, you put it up on a site, and then somebody else who's looking for the skills that you have will hire you based on your rate. Uh, My little tip and trick for that would be that. Don't put your rate up on the site. Always put contact for pricing because sometimes you'll talk to people and they're like, look, I only have this budget. And you're like, you kind of have a slow month and you're like, you know what? I'll, I'll take 350 for a top line instead of 500. So it's better to do contact for pricing because if your pricing is too high, they just won't contact you. So uh, to avoid them just not contacting you and hopefully having a negotiation period, just put contact for pricing. That's my little trip. Little tick, what am I trying to say? My little tip for that. I kept mixing tip and trick and I kept saying trip. Oh my gosh. So, anyways, and yeah, and with songwriting too, songwriting, uh, when you write with other people, the hope is that you are making money through either streaming, you know, if you're a, a writer or a producer. And you're in a session with somebody that is releasing songs, you're like, "Cool, I just wrote this song for so and so. They're releasing it next month. You know, if you get like four or five artists, that stream I'm not even saying they have to stream crazy well, like we're just saying like anywhere from two hundred thousand to a million streams in a month um you know every million streams on Spotify is four to six thousand dollars. So if you make even five hundred dollars off of one artist every month and you have four artists, well, that's literally $2,000. So if you have four artists, $500 a month, $2,000, boom. So you can do it. Now, sometimes with those people, you have to be your own publisher, which means you got to hound them and say, hey, I haven't received the check, or hey, you didn't add me to the distro kid thing or whatever, which can kind of be a pain in the butt sometimes. But nonetheless... If you really did it that way, you can make a lot of money, but you gotta be specific on who you're working with, right? You can't just be, you can work with everybody, but you wanna be intentful on what your time is worth and be intentful on, are the people you're working with releasing songs? Because you don't wanna keep working with people that don't release stuff, that's pointless, because you're never gonna see a ROI of that, unless it's like, oh, I work with this person consistently because they're helping me out in a different way you know what I'm saying? Like not ROI is all financial. It could be relationship wise. They always connect you to people or, or whatever the reasoning is. So it, it doesn't have to be only financially, but be strategic how many sessions you're doing. Because again, it doesn't matter if you write 200 songs in a year, if none of them get cut and none of them get released and you just have 200 songs sitting in your library that are making no money. um, Which leads me to another point about songwriting is you could do like the sync route. You know, there's a lot of options in songwriting, but it's a main income and it's really important for you to tap in if you are a songwriter. The third thing, which I kind of talked about a little bit with songwriting is streaming. If you're an artist, you have got to be on streaming platforms and you've got to be dropping songs consistently. I know so many of my friends that are just great about being consistent in the Spotify algorithm which helps them get on playlisting because they're consistent about it. So I would drop a song ideally every six to eight weeks. I know that's like mind blown and it's a lot. But uh, if you are an artist, you've got to take your stuff and make it the number one priority. If you're really trying to do this, you You have to not let other people's songs or, you know, you trying to tour and all these different things, you need to get music out because that's how people are going to discover you. That's the day and age that we are in, and the way that all these algorithms work on all these music platforms is that you need to be releasing stuff every six to eight weeks, and it's hard. It's not easy. I mean, last year, I probably got really close to it. I released, I think, eight songs last year, and it was like, wow, this is a lot of music. Like, this was overkill a little bit, um, but nonetheless, I made a decent amount of income from streaming. Now, was it my main income? Absolutely not. You know, again, things get divided and divvied up and it is what it is, but nonetheless, I did make an income. And again, you are trying to have multiple avenues of revenue so that your overall situation is you're making an overall income with all these different revenues that you have going on. The fourth thing is demo work and studio work. So if you're an instrumentalist or a vocalist, there are tons of people that write songs that didn't have a good singer in the room and they will hire you to sing. Or there are tons of people that are producers or whatever and they need guitarists or a trumpet player or whatever. Every rate in every city is a little bit different, but just know like minimum if you're there don't charge less than a hundred dollars um it's just not worth your time at the end of the day I mean I used to say back in the day that woo a hundred dollars a day like if I can just make a hundred dollars a day that's good but at the time I was living in Nashville and like things were a lot cheaper now I live out in LA um and also I'm a lot more experienced than I was back then so now I charge a lot more um but for instance like 3 years ago I did some demo work for Diane Warren if you're a songwriter at all you should know who Diane Warren is she's just like the goat of songwriting she hired me and I was just honestly wanting to work with her because she was the goat and I was like I will do this crap for free because I get to work with Diane Warren and uh even then she she paid me she's like we usually pay our people 350 I was like great but there's so much work like that in studios and demo work. Um, another example would be I did a lot of stuff for Disney and American Girl dolls and they just needed a voice and so I was the voice for Disney on Ice and uh, one of these American Girl doll videos that they put up on YouTube. So again, there's a lot, a lot of work out there for studio musicians. If Again, if you just want to sing, you just want to play guitar or whatever instrument you play, or maybe you want to do a combination of everything. Maybe that keeps your life more interesting that you do all of the things so definitely that's a very 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 good income and a lot of people use it as their main income as well the fifth thing is teaching um so many so many musician friends of mine are teachers they have clients that they've either gained through working at a teaching studio or they've just gained on their own by putting up flyers or going to schools or whatever. It's a very consistent way to have an income that makes you feel a lot more secure because again, it would be crazy for all of your clients to just drop all at once. Like that would be very unheard of. So if one client drops out, oh, no big deal. Like that's maybe a hundred dollars for that month and you can find another client to replace it. But It's very, very consistent, and once you have your clientele built up, it's like one of the best incomes that you can have. And there's a lot of studios and companies and websites that you can join to really build your clientele as well. Like, let's just say, you have one website that you work out of where you teach people or give people vocal lessons. Cool. And then you have a studio right around the corner from your house where you teach in-person things. I mean, you can do, again, a combination, but it's very, very consistent. And I think that's the hardest part to find in this line of work is that consistency. And let's say you're under the weather or let's say you've had vocal notes you can or whatever and you need to take a break for three months, you can still teach and give your voice, fingers, arms, whatever, uh, a break so that you can do that. The sixth thing, and this is something that only becomes an income once you build a big enough following on social media. We talk a lot about social media on our page, um, and even we're about to drop a six-week course. Um, So if if you've seen any of our videos, you've seen us probably talk a little bit about how we're, we're about to release three different courses each about six to seven weeks long and one is touring, one is songwriting, one is singing and with each one of those courses as you go through them it teaches you how to make money as a musician, how to go full-time with whatever category that you choose. And every in every one of the courses, there's at least one week of social media. And social media is so important. I know sometimes when you're going through the motions of things, you're like, oh, like social media is for the young bloods. Like it's not that important anymore, but it is. And it's we don't live in the day and age anymore where you're singing outside of a coffee shop and s- some label exec discovers you and's like I'm going to make you a star like that's just not a way of doing things anymore that was maybe in the 70s maybe but it definitely was the 80s it was not a thing anymore and so social media is basically your way of busking in front of a coffee shop you build your following up and when your following's big enough a lot of other labels and execs and stuff will start recognizing you on social media but even beyond that because i think A lot of us here want to stay independent and want to keep our money. The biggest thing about building a social media following is that you are now able to do brand deals. If you just had 10,000 followers on Instagram or 1,000 subs on YouTube, you can do brand deals and make a consistent income from that. So... For instance, for myself, I've built my TikTok to about 700,000 followers. I have like 30,000 on Instagram, um, getting close to 10,000 subs on YouTube. And now I've been able to do consistently. I've had, I think, two brand deals a month um and again that's actually taken over as one of my main incomes. It used to be performing and touring and now that's taken over as one of my largest incomes every month. Now the hard thing about it is is it's not consistent. So you don't know when they're going to come in. You know, you if you're really searching them out, you know, you're sending the emails to them or they're contacting you. So you just like if you have a slow month, you're like, "ooh, you know, it's not something to rely on basically." But Even that being said, there are a lot of websites that you can be a part of, and probably we will do a brand deal video soon for all of our social media people that are a little bit further along than the people that are just starting out. Um, There are a lot of sites that you can be a part of and sign up for as an influencer and people and companies get on those sites and hire you directly and you just basically pay like a commission fee of being on the site, you know, like 5% or something like that. So, But it's really, really great and it requires less time than all the other categories. Like if you're a teacher, you need to prepare a lesson. If you're a touring artist, you have to promote on social media. You have to get your whole set together, which could take hours and hours of practice. You have to send a bunch of emails like it, that those things require a lot of time. Most of the brand deals that I do maybe take me 30 minutes, maybe. Um, and minimum I'm getting paid three to $500 per post. Um, and that's not including if they want more posts or, uh, maybe they want to you to post across a bunch of platforms, you know, That's really just for Instagram. Well, what if they want me to post on TikTok? Well, that's a lot more money, but I'm posting the same post, but not changing how much time it required me to make the single post. You see what I'm saying? So your return of investment is a lot higher because it only takes you 30 minutes, maybe an hour. But that video you can use across your whole platform and then you're getting money across every platform that you use it on. So it's really a great income source. And if anything, if you're a person that's like, I don't like social media, I want to be off the grid, that should encourage you to be on social media because the moment you even have, I'm talking like 10,000 followers on Instagram. I know if you're just starting out, you're like 10,000 is so much, but it's really not like I went from I think around 2,000 to 10,000 in, I want to say under six months. And that was just because I just decided I'm going to post every day, come hell or high water, I'm doing it. I'm making this my focus. And once I made that my focus, I got to 10K really quickly. And then I got to 30K probably within eight months. So again, it can be done. You just have to put your mind to it and focus on it. So I'll move on from that, but it's it's really important. I, I really, I cannot encourage people enough to use social media as a tool to make them money because even once you build a big enough following on social media, those companies will actually pay you to be on the app. So like TikTok, I get paid per view, same thing on Instagram. So not only am I getting brand deals because of the following, I'm also getting those companies to pay me. So, and that actually can be relied on because you basically will get a certain amount of views every month. You can see it in your insights. It's very consistent. You're like, on average, I'm getting this every single time, so I can rely on this income. So, again, it's it's really important. The final thing, and this one is is kind of weird, it's kind of funny, a little quirky, is odd jobs. Um, I have done some really odd jobs, and I don't mean odd jobs that are outside the realm of being creative and artistic and any of those things. I mean, like... I've done voiceover work for like different companies that were like, oh, we really like your voice. Could you be a voice for this EDM festival? And I'm like, okay, yeah. So they paid me per word to uh, be the voice for this like fairy that was going to (laughs) be the theme of the festival. And I've done a bunch of voiceover work for that. I've also done blog work. Um, uh, One yacht company hired me to um, create all these different blogs for the different destinations that their yacht company went to. So again, it's an odd job, but it's still creative and you still get to do it and they pay really well also. So, I mean, keep your eye out for those things. They're kind of like a dime a dozen, but what I have found is they always come when, I'm really needing the money to come through. Like, you know, a gig fell through or something and I'm gonna be short this month. And I'm like, well, it's fine. I've like, have a savings for these moments, but you know, you'd rather not dip into your savings. And then every single time like clockwork, one of those odd jobs comes in. So it's really important to build connections with people because you never know what people go into. Like not everybody stays into music. And I could say that from experiences as well, is that most people do leave music and they go into different things and as long as you build a good relationship with those people they end up contacting you being like hey i don't know if you would do this or not but i really need somebody to write a whole or do a whole voiceover about this air conditioning unit that i'm a part of this company and we need somebody's voice for it and you're like okay like here's my rate for that or what do you you guys have a project rate for it or whatever and then it's all figured out so odd jobs definitely um are the ones that save you in the moments when you need like random cash, those are the ones to do. So hopefully this video helped you. Again, all of these things, your your best way to make money is to utilize all of these things throughout the year. Don't close yourself off to just one lane, I would, highly highly suggest you open yourself up to all of the lanes it's just more opportunity more money again we're always playing against a numbers game and so you want to have as many of these things working for you as possible so hope you have a great week like and subscribe share this video if it was helpful at all and i'll see you next week peace